Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Welcome to season four of Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. Join me as musicians tell their stories about how they became musicians and the stories along the way. Scrub Center. Come on in, and we're gonna turn down the lights. Hey, 
I am Carolina Slim out of uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, that's cool, man. What a, that's a really cool name. Where'd that come from? Well, you know, so, um, you know, my name is Gary Fan is my real name. And, um, but uh, people can never seem to remember Gary. Call me Greg, Gray, everything <laughs> but Gary, right? Yeah. And um, so uh, I come from a construction background, been, been working in construction my entire life. And uh, basically just people couldn't remember my name. They just started calling me Slim. Well, you are Slim. I mean, so I am a, I am a beanpole and I've been that way my, my entire life. But uh, so, uh, you know, in, uh, in, no lies. I added the Carolina to it sure, just to, man. uh, cause you know, there's a lot of slims and, uh, sure. um, so yeah, <laughs> that's it, man. I'm slim and I'm from Carolina <laughs> and it's a great blues name. I mean, that's, I mean that's you it. know, I that's mean, it, you know, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my heroes had, had, uh, you know, you got, uh, you know, Memphis slim and, sure. you know, a lot of blues greats that I, that I like yeah. have, have, uh, you know, they, they use their, where they're from. Sure. As a way to uh, to let everybody else around the world know. Or something about them as Slim. Right. Lightning Hopkins, and we've had that talk, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, Mississippi, John Hurt. You know what I mean? I mean, you know. Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blues tradition. It is, and I like it because uh, every, every state, every region kind of has its own different Spin on the blues. They do. They do. I agree. So uh, uh, what those guys were doing was letting people know what to expect ahead of time. <laughs> oh, I didn't really realize that, but that's a good take on it. Yeah, yeah that's really it good. Was, uh, and, and if you wanted gigs, if you wanted gigs uh, back in the, uh, you know, in the, now I'm talking the folk day era when, when all the folkies started right. bringing the blues guys yeah. back out. Um, the best way to get the gigs was – being from Mississippi. True, right? that's true. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. And uh, so a lot of guys just started adding these little tags onto their names just to let promoters know yeah, that, that I'm the real I'm deal. I'm the real deal. You know, I'm not from Gastonia. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm the real deal. Yeah, I think I think they even did that when they uh, took themselves to Chicago and, and had a whole exactly. different type of thing. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm here, man. I'm the real deal. Yeah, I'm from Mississippi. Yeah, I'm from I'm Mississippi. Chicago to make it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and yeah, and I do it a little different now that I'm up here, but you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a take on it that, yeah, that uh, people that aren't real familiar, you know, everybody loves the blues, and nobody knows a thing about them, you know. You know, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And, and, um, you know, uh, I'm familiar with your podcast, Sandy, and I, so I know, I know you, you really kind of like to start it with, you know, where you started from and where you're at now kind of thing. Yeah, and, I did. And in all honesty, um, just to jump right into it, um, you and I were talking about writing songs and sure. stuff. Um, I used to write songs. I wanted to be a songwriter. Right. When I was 14, 15 years old, I said, I want to grow up and be a songwriter. And at this time, I had already written songs. Now, of course, you know, I was a kid. They, sure, I mean, they weren't the songs I thought they were, you know. I, mean, I will tell you the truth. It's what I always wanted to be. I, my whole, the, a lot of people have a lot of things they want. You know what I've always wanted? One good song. That's One it. song that I could say, you know, this is a great song. I'm glad I wrote it. The rest of my life, it don't matter what I do now because I've got this one good song. Well, I'm glad you said that because this is what. So, 
this is this is what happened. I was I was writing songs, but I had no interest in learning an instrument. Right. I didn't want to learn an instrument. Right. I wanted to write. Yeah. I was fascinated with words. Uh, you can manipulate them. Oh, I'm the same way, man. So it started with poetry. When I, when I, as a kid, you know, we were we're supposed to read all the time, right? right. That's what yeah. kids are supposed to do, sure. read books. Yeah. Well, I have, I'm, and I'm still ADHD to this day, and I cannot sit, I can't focus long enough to, get to read a book. To get book, yeah. But I could read a poem. Right. And I could comprehend it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and to me, poems, uh, with reading poetry, it opened up a whole new world. You get this imagery and all this you kind do, of stuff. You do, you do, I and, agree. And my favorite thing was the way you could, again manipulate words and you could make spin on things and it would just in, in a way that people would say huh that's clever you know yeah. you could be oh, clever yeah. with could. words yeah and and i was always fascinated with that so um by age 11 or 12 i started writing songs without playing an instrument right i played high school concert band and i was i was trying to be a drummer right um reading sheet music was not my thing and they wanted drummers to read sheet right, music. Right, yeah. And I'm like, can you just play the tune and let me just figure it out in my head and sure. I'll play it? Yep. And they're like, well, don't work that way. Yep. Here's a triangle. Hit sure. this triangle. <laughs> so I was like, are you serious? So uh, I did that for a couple of years, but um, I had a drum kit at the house and I would literally write songs behind a drum kit. Yeah. Just keeping a 4-4 four, four time. That's cool, That's man. That's all you needed. You're the only person that I've ever met that... that uh, was a songwriter with a drum kit, you know? So by by the time I was 23, I'm going to say 23 years old, I had already written over 300 songs. Wow. And could not play an instrument. Wow. Saved my life. That's, that's wild. And a lot of that was going back to the ADHD with trying to learn an instrument. Now, I had a guitar since I was 15, but I couldn't, I just could not make myself sit still right. long enough to learn how to play it. Yeah. But I could sit and beat on something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. So, uh, um, and uh, and as life would have it, I uh, I found the love of my life. I got married, and and uh, I just kind of I kind of stepped away from it. And I was like, ah, I was uh, well. Prior to that, I was pitching these songs, right? But right. with no music, right? I was literally sending so lyrics hard. Yeah, yeah. to people and say, hey. Right. Can, can you, you play this song? Yeah. And like just local people. Right. I'm like, hey man, I really enjoy your music. Would you mind looking at this song yeah. I wrote and play it? And of course I'd never hear back from anybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get but that. They had no way of knowing, you know, what, what you the would, song sounds like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh And you could hear it in your head. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So uh so uh um you know, I I got married, settled and had had uh, had a couple kids and everything and, and I'm kinda moving moving this right along so sandy i would be at age 34 before i learned how to play really the guitar for real yeah. you play really well though i'm 41 now you play so i started really at well. 34 and uh my poor wife and kids uh they have been the most supportive so you got to imagine if when you've been married for 10 years and got two kids and then you say hey I'm going to learn really to play guitar. want to learn how to play guitar. Not only that, I want to be a performing musician. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that was a little tough, but man, they've had my back since day one. You know, this was 2014, 2015. And, that's and, super. Uh, we're still rocking and rolling. And so uh, going. I'm, what I'm getting to is your point about the one song. You know, just yeah. got to get that one song. 
So I finally learned how to play guitar about 2014. I was I locked myself in the garage after everybody went to sleep, and I would just spend all morning, all night, morning in the garage learning right. how to play guitar. Yeah. And uh, finally, damn if I didn't learn how to play it. I, I've cool. learned that it just all it does is take time. Yeah, it does. It just takes time. Yep. So uh, I've, I've I got decent at it, and I still got a long ways to go, no doubt. Well, everyone no doubt. has a long ways to so, go with guitar. Uh, in 2015, I finally wrote the song I always wanted to write. Oh, and, really? And it was about it was it was about my hometown. It was about uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and and actually North Carolina. So I was born and raised in TR. Yeah. In Traveler's Rest, and yeah. we spent a lot of time coming up to the mountain. Yeah, because I mean it's just right right there. It's right there. So yeah. I mean uh, sometimes it was like you know should we go to Hendersonville? Or yeah. Should we go in town? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was uh, we spent a lot of time in North Carolina, and and I wrote this song um, uh, called State Line, and it's basically about living close to the, the state Carolina line. state line. And um, it it really kind of launched me into the performing career. Again, I pitched the song. Now, th by this time I could play, so I made right. a little rough demo and I right. pitched the song for like a year. I won a couple little small, no nothing songwriter right. awards for the song. And I, and it kind of kind of made me feel good. Yeah, and I was sure. like, well, I'm gonna pitch this thing. Yeah. Well, I pitched it a lot, and nobody, nobody up. ever, sure, nobody ever uh, even commented back. So, um, do you I still was, do that song? I don't. I haven't performed it in three or four years. I just wondered if you still still do that song or not. I have to do it. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, it I, is I, not blues. I, that's okay. So this is a. It's a. So um, you had Scott Miller on the program. I, I did. A while yeah. Back. Um, I saw Scott Miller perform in the year two thousand. He had this song, he had an album out called Are You With Me Now? Yeah. And it was solo acoustic. Mm -hmm. He was supporting this album. And when I saw that, I said, this is what I want to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And when, but when I tried to learn, I was like, this is way too hard. I can't do it. So I, I kind of, so uh, fast forward, uh, Scott Miller was a huge inspiration to me Scott to be is, a songwriter. Scott's and, a fine songwriter. And I, I, that's a good, if you're going to take inspiration, Scott Miller's a, a good one for it. That album, Are You, Are you With Me? Are You Still With Me? So much imagery in his writing. It is. And, uh, in fact, he opened your show with my favorite song of all time, you know, the Amtrak Crescent, yeah. Four Man's Train. Well, you know, and he, 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 when he was on the show, he told about taking the band out and riding that yeah. train, yeah. Which, which is... A, of all the things that I've been around, I think there would be nothing cooler than touring on a train and right. getting off and playing at places and getting back on and going right that back That would up be off. awesome. I mean, to me, he lived like the perfect dream to me. No doubt. And he, and he, and he thinks it was, too. I mean, he thinks yes. that was the, quite the coolest thing you could ever do. Absolutely. And it, it is. And, you know, as you guys discussed, you know, in the music world, you, you go headstrong into something and then – one day it's over. It is over. And and you got to go to the next thing. Yeah, you do. You do. And that's just part of it. But that's what makes uh, that's what makes us artists, and that's what makes us grow as artists. So uh, I'm in. I'm doing open mics. Yeah. Performing original songs. Right. Because that's where yeah. you perform original it, it, songs. It, it, yeah, it is. I <laughs> Especially mean. Especially when you're still learning how to play guitar. Well, even well, even it is even after you've been doing it forever. Right. I mean, I mean, and you're lucky if you can find. A lot of times at open mics, you will get people that listen. 
That's right. As opposed to having background, being the background music, because one of my favorite tricks is I've played places and changed the words to songs and changed them to horrible things just to see if anybody would listen. You know, and it's like, they didn't even hear a bit of that. You know, it's like they didn't hear a word. You know, they didn't know what I just said. You know, I do that all the time. I'm not advocating for that. If you're listening, don't do that. But, but, but so uh, I'm I'm at an open mic. I'm playing open mic for like two years, and I'm playing all original music. All and right. it's not blues. All right, it is not blues. It's a uh, it's it's singer songwriter. Yeah, it's, you know, in the in the Scott Miller range, sure. just for the yeah. lack of you know, just for reference. Sure. Um. So uh, solo acoustic, and um, I'm having fun. All right, I'm having fun with it. You know, um. And open mics are musicians supporting musicians. It is. Yes, you don't really is. have, there's yeah. really not a crowd to come in there and listen to no. nobody specifically. No. And, uh, but what I learned was that everybody was supportive. True, they, you know? they are. And there was a wide range of, there were people who were good enough to go on tour sure. playing these things. Wide range. To, and, to, and there to were people that, you know. Could barely play. Right. And shouldn't be. <laughs> but they were, but you know, everybody was supportive. Sure, I agree. So I'm at an open mic and I'm playing uh, State Line, and um, this song is actually starting to get me gigs. People want me to come gig. Right. This is like the only song I got. <laughs> <laughs> Little, to, you know, I didn't want nobody to know, right. but like this is pretty much the only song I got right. that's worth anything. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, uh, a lady. Where I'm playing the open mic, she books me for a full show. <laughs> and basically, by the end of the gig, she wanted me out of there because basically, all that, that was the only song. That was it, man. So I was like, oh, man, this is rough. So uh, I'm, I'm playing the open mic. I get off stage. These, these three kids come up. They're, and, and I'm 41. They were in their 20s. Um, they get up, three kids get up, and they play. Three songs that all sound the same, twelve bar blues. Right. Well, when I played before them, nobody was paying me any attention. Right. When these three guys get up and they start playing twelve bar blues, yeah. people start standing up, sure. clapping, tapping their feet, and I'm like, "You gotta be shit. You gotta yeah, be. Yeah, you can say it. You gotta be shitting me. Yeah, you can say I'm that. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, Dude, I love the blues. I said, I just, it just, I didn't feel like that was. That was my thing, right. like to play the blues. Yeah. But I, I've listened to it my entire life, and I right. love it. And I'm like, crap, I'm doing this all wrong. <laughs> I'm a blues, I'm a blues player. I, I think I'm a blues player now. <laughs> so, and, and you know, so um, I go home that night. I put every song I wrote in a folder, and I put it in a drawer, and started over. I just said, you know what, I'm starting from scratch. And I said, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. So um, I, I just, I immerse myself in the music and more importantly, in the history. So not just listening to the music, but reading, read, a lot of reading. Well, I think you have to, particularly, particularly with something like the blues, I think you have to, to get the right feeling for blues, you kind of have to understand the whole, whole deal with it. Absolutely. And, and especially nowadays, yeah, we you know it's a it's a big world now. It is and, a big world. Um, so uh, um, you had Freddie Vanderford on the podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, it's been over a year ago now. Um, 
when I was 15 years old, my dad, I was listening to a lot of pop music. Um, I'm a, I was born in 81, 1981. You know, the 80s was the opening of pop culture sure. and advertising and uh, all the silly pop songs right. and stuff. Yeah. And that's what I listened to because sure. that's what was on the radio. That's what was on the radio, yeah. And, and every day after church, me and my sister would rush to the radio to listen to the top 40. Casey sure. Kasin. Casey Kasin, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my dad, it would just drive my dad insane. He's like, this is, this is not, you know, my dad's 70. Right. So, uh, um, so he grew up with all the good music. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. He grew up with all the classic He did. Rock, you know, I mean, yeah, back he when did. it was, sure. a, you know, the, the original stuff. So uh, one day he takes me by the arm. He said, I'm taking you to go listen to a real band in, at a bar. He takes me to this bar in downtown Greenville called the Handlebar. Yeah, I know where I knew it well. And there's a band out there playing on a blues band playing on the stage called the Shades. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer of that band is Freddie Vanderford. Yep. Playing harmonica. Yep. And holy shit, I have <laughs> never seen anything like this in my right. life. Right. I've been I've been listening to pop music. Yeah. And I've never I'm 15, and prior to that, I, I'd only been to one concert. And that was crisscross. Yeah, yeah. See, you remember crisscross? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sailing. The rap band. Oh, the rap oh, band. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know jump, that too. Yeah, jump. yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went. So my dad's like, "This song's got to change." So uh, you know, we he carries me, and and uh, from that point on, I said, "Man, this is some good stuff." I know I'm getting a little wishy-washy no, here with fine. the timing, but. So, um, but you had that in the back of your mind. You already kind of had that established. Well, at 15, I started listening to the blues. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, you know, um, it was one of those things where you know I loved it, but I didn't see me ever doing it. Right, exactly. It was just it was sure. great music, and I yep. was like, man, I love it. This is cool. But I did my own thing. So right. um, it wasn't till it wasn't till I was really in a in a setting where I saw how people reacted. To one types of music sure. versus another, yeah. and and uh, you know, uh, what what I like first and foremost is entertaining people. Yeah. I've always I was the class what? clown in sure. school, and I've just always been. Uh, I've always had this mindset of entertaining people. Yeah. And uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you know I'm not shy. I like doing. Uh, I like doing some crazy things on Facebook just for entertainment purposes and. Uh, First and foremost, I really just, I wanted, uh, I've always wanted to be an entertainer. Right. I didn't know what that avenue was going to right. be to do it. Uh, I originally thought I was going to do, tell jokes, yeah. be a stand-up yeah. comedian. I'm Which is hard. It. It was horrible. It's, it's the hardest thing in the world. It's hard. It's really hard. I, so many funny people, once they have to stand up there and do it, it's not funny. And I right. don't know why it is. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people, I'm, I'm what they call situational funny. And I could be funny in situations, right? But when you got to go tell a joke, I can't tell a joke to save my life. <laughs> so, um, it, so I see these guys, and man, from right then on, and that's kind of what sparked the whole thing. And uh, I left that, this open mic that night. And I said, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna put these down, and I really need to learn the damn guitar, right? I, like, and and I've always knew every guitar player I've ever known. They can play well. They said they started playing the blues they, first. Yeah, they do. And half of them said Lightning Hawkins. Well, I, I agree. I, and mean, I was like, well, I, I mean, that makes sense because you can hear Lightning 
uh, playing and, and yes, love music. Yes, you can. And uh, so that's kind of just where I got got started at it, and uh, um, and I've had a blast. I have had a blast. There is nothing more enjoyable than than playing music to a crowd of people listening, tapping in their True. feet. True, I agree. And uh, I've learned that um, uh, everybody says they don't like the blues, but Everybody loves the blues, well, you know, <laughs> whether they it, know it or not. It's infectious, really. I mean, you can walk into a place and they can be playing something else, but somebody starts playing the blues and it changes the whole at, at, attitude, atmosphere. You know, it's like absolutely. Oh, you know, people stop what they're doing and go, "Oh," you know. Yep. And it's the same three chords for for since the start. Quit giving my secret away. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, and uh, and what's been, I tell you, uh, playing with Freddie. Now, now I'm playing. So when I was 15, I, I saw Freddie play for the first time, and uh, when I was about 39, I started got a got a chance to start playing with Freddie. That's pretty and cool. Man, it's been holy cow. That's that's a dream come true well, for me. It's I been mean, amazing. Freddie, Freddie really is. Um, He's the blues. He is, and he and he is a actually a. A South Carolina treasure. I mean, he's been involved in South Carolina music his whole life. He's established himself as a harmonica player. Yep. As the as the premier harmonica player in South Carolina. And you know what? He did it before Facebook. Existed. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, and you have to be damn good. In yes, order you to do. It. I mean, you that's can fake been it on Facebook nowadays. That has been, and that uh, I know very few people that can write down and say, I have been a harmonica player from my position profession my whole entire life yep. but pretty much Fred, i mean freddie can play guitar you know Fre and freddie sings but freddie is a harmonica player make no bones about it yeah. i mean i mean he'll tell and you a that damn good one and a damn good one <laughs> yes he is and and um so much so that that uh uh there's a commissioned picture of him that's right in the art museum in columbia that's playing it. harmonica now i know a lot of harmonica players and i know good harmonica players like kim wilson yeah. But none of those guys have their picture painted in the state capitol. See? You know? You know? So. And uh, it, it's, it's so cool. And, and uh, um, I am just, I'm very honored to be playing with Freddie now. And uh, something I've never even considered ever, you know. That it would happen? That it, that, that would happen. Because you played with... You played with harmonica players before. So um, when when I finally got the blues going in about 2016, 2017, I was rocking and rolling. Uh, um, I was gigging. All right. I was gigging. And um, uh, were you playing? Were you playing original blues in? No. So and I don't. You know, honestly, I don't play any original blues now. Right. Uh, everything I play is is a homage to the guys. Right. That did that, that did it way sure. before me. And honestly, my favorite blues is Lightning Hopkins and before him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before I'm, before rock and roll, really. Sure. You know, I'm well, a I mean, pre rock the, and roll blues guy. It's the it's the basis of rock and roll. It is. You it know? is. And uh, you know, I'm a big Sunhouse, uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell. Sure. Uh, you know, just I I like I like the old old stuff. And uh, I'm huh? an acoustic player. I love the acoustic stuff. Yeah, the acoustic blues. Well, see, I'm an old guy, so I heard all that stuff. I mean, they were 
as blues goes, they were the popular blues guys That's right. then, you know, because I'm an old guy, so I, <laughs> <coughs> I heard that stuff early on, which was just... And, you know, Sonny, seeing Sonny and Terry, I'm a big Sonny Terry yeah. Brian McGee fan, and, and what happened was um, uh, my harmonica... So I'm playing an open mic doing original music. There's a guy showing up there playing harmonica to soundtracks, backing oh, tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So... <coughs> he approaches me at open mic. He said, look, man, he goes, I'm looking for somebody to play some blues. And he was like, I like your style. He goes, I know you don't really, you're not really playing blues, but he's like, would you be interested in, in playing blues with me? And I was like, well, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, as a matter of fact, yeah. I do want to play blues. Right. Like, I, and I've always wanted to play blues, but I said I've never really just, just uh, had that direction to right. go in. And uh, I was like, I'd love to do it. And, I mean, it literally happened like that. Wow. So uh, that led into uh, really my first uh, performing duo uh, as the Carolina Beggars. It was uh, me and a guy named Justin Armitage. And um, him and I just had amazing chemistry together. Right. You know, you're a musician. Sure. You know, when you play with people. Sure. You play with people you don't have any chemistry right. with. You just want to leave. Right. You know, you just, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, this thing ain't working. Right. But then when you find somebody you jive with, you're like, oh, oh so man, I never want to leave you. Can yeah, I put yeah, a ring I, on I, it? Let exactly, me put a ring yeah. on it. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do understand that. So um, it's, uh, um, and, and we had a good run, and man, we had a lot of fun, and um Freddie, actually, Freddie reached out to me one day, and he said, hey, man, I really like what you guys got going on. And he said, you know, I got my thing with Brandon, uh -huh. and I knew that. And uh, he was doing some stuff with Michael J. King. And uh, and in all honesty, I've been watching these guys for 20 sure. years. You know, Freddie's yeah. been playing with Brandon since oh, 1999. Yeah. They've been playing forever. I've been watching them for years play all over town. And before and I forget it, Brandon, Brandon, is, Brandon Turner is one of the finest guitar players You'll ever want to find him tasteful. There's not probably a more tasteful guitar player than Brandon. It's amazing. In fact, I'm telling you, uh, Freddie puts me on stage with Brandon, and I'm like, man, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm scared, Freddie. Nah. So, but I was, I was, I was. Uh, we were uh, Freddie and Brandon. Actually, they do some um, some Thursday night blues nights at uh, Smiley's, and I went to catch a gig with them and. Me and a couple buddies went and watched them, and Brandon was playing. And my buddy goes, "That guy, where's that guy's looper pedal?" Oh yeah. And I said, "Looper pedal? What are you talking about?" He, I was like, "This guy don't even. He plugs straight in. He yep. ain't got no pedal. No, ain't no pedal." He was like, "You gotta be shitting me." I'm no. like, "No, this dude, he ain't got no, no. looper." I was no. like, "He's doing that with all. It, that's him. That's him." It, my my buddy was blown away, and yeah. uh, and man, I been. I said, "Man, I've been blown away by Brandon for years." And, uh, Everybody's blown away by Brandon. And a nice guy, too. Quite, super quite nice. nice. Guy. I've since, over the last year that me and Freddie have been playing together, I've gotten to know Brandon. We've done some gigs together, me, Freddie, and Brandon. And uh, we got, uh, we're going to do one uh, at the Freight Yard in Sparkburg coming up in September. Yeah, Freight Yard's a great place. That's a great place. I'm looking forward to that. I've actually never played there, been, been wanting to play there for years. And uh, go play me, Freddie, Brandon, going to do that. And uh, But, you know, Freddie and Brandon got their thing. Me and, me and Freddie do some stuff together. And, uh, man, I'm just having having such a That's ball great. with it. And uh, really, um, I look at it as an opportunity to really – it's 
We really got to, to showcase Freddie to a new crowd that's true. never seen him before. Yeah, that's true. And and a younger crowd because he's had the same crowd. No offense, Freddie, but you've had the same crowd for years, man. It's a great crowd. And and um, so I'm in Simpsonville these days, and and I'm, we're we're getting a lot of gigs in Simpsonville, which Freddie just you know as luck would have it just never really got to right. the Simpsonville side of town. Right. And we've been we've been playing over there, and we've got such a huge response over there, and. Um, you know, uh, Freddie's heart plan just blows yeah, there. Freddie. Once he lights that thing up, people just stop, close their mouth, sure. and just stare at. It. He's the and real man, deal. We're just having a ball. We do we do some blues nights in Simpsonville at the end of every month, and um, and we're just we're having a ball with it. And 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 the blues community in in in, in South Carolina is just it's amazing. You know, everybody wants to see everybody do sure, good. They and, do. And there's no. Uh, you know, everybody's helping everybody. That's know. a South Carolina thing, though, is what I see as opposed to uh, a North Carolina thing is South Carolina musicians support each other. We try. You and, know? And, and sometimes I feel I'm, I'm playing in a league now with a lot of veterans and I'm yeah. a new guy. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I shouldn't be here, you know? I get that imposter syndrome. Well, but, but, you know. Uh, I'll tell you about the imposter syndrome, <laughs> though, that is one of the really good things. You should always aspire to play with people better than you. Well, and you know, I agree with that. The, agree. the only way you get better or the only way you get to be those guys is to play with those guys. Yep. I mean, you yeah. know, that's, but, that's how I, you do my, it. And, you know, my father told me as a kid, he goes, you know, if you're not sitting in a room with people that know more than you, True. Then, then you're in the wrong place. You are. You are. He's yep. like, you know, you got to be around people that know more than you. Yep. You got to surround yourself. Like, that's the only way you're going to grow. And uh, and man, you know, that's that's been really evident in the last few years. Um, it, it's just uh, working with working with Freddie has just been just yeah. been a dream come true, man. Yeah, it's Freddie. just been amazing. I mean, Freddie's done a, Freddie's done about it all. And yeah. you know, and 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 that he has, and and for him to be still so humble as he is is just another, just just another um, and you know, all, icing on the cake. And all out of Buffalo. All out of Buffalo, out of Buffalo South Carolina. I mean, yeah. you know, and and um, so and he's proud of Buffalo. You know, he he lets everybody know at every gig yeah. that he's from Buffalo, and 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 we're gonna let him know where Buffalo yeah. is. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's a good thing. I, I mean, love Buffalo. Freddie Kirby down there play some gigs and in, in Union, and yeah. and uh, man, it's uh, um, that's all, all my family's from Spartanburg County. My my mom and dad both grew up in, in Spartanburg and and uh, they moved us to Greenville and sure. been there but um, I tell you you know uh, uh, well, I, I, Spartanburg got that's, Spartanburg, that's yeah, where the gems are it's a, there's a vibe in Spartanburg that, it's that the water I, I go you, down there periodically just to just to bottle up some of the I, faucet I agree, water down I agree there. I mean I mean you talk about your music towns everybody's got their Austins everybody's got man I'm telling you, Spartanburg has that vibe. If you're a musician and you almost pull into Spartanburg County, you know, you get there, it's like you can just feel it, you know? And 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 what has been so cool to me is that these guys don't give a shit about <laughs> stardom. <laughs> no, they Fame, don't. And, and when nothing. they get it, they still live there or, or, or live there as much as they can yeah, I mean, it's and like, claim you know, it. You know, Fame, what's fame? You know, we're musicians. Sure. We're playing music. Yeah. We, you know, um, 
when I was a kid, I thought if you were a musician, you had to be playing stadiums, sold-out stadiums sure. and stuff. I didn't know until I was older that, right. you know, local there's local musicians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and man, and then uh, and then holy moly, I just discovered now uh, all my favorite musicians are local musicians. Sure. Man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I I tell you, and this is a basis for this podcast is the small towns and communities around this area have as good musicians as they are anywhere you'll want to go. I mean, there are there they can play at any level. They can play at that next level that the same people are doing it. They're just here for whatever the reason. Some people don't want to go. Some people's gone and come back. Yep. You know, they're 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 here and they're good. And you know, and I tell you, it's something. Um, what I find it so strange, and and I'm actually trying to help some of these guys. Um, the the greatest players around around my area um, never advertise their gigs. Yeah, they don't too I much. I mean, they don't, they don't even tell people when they're playing, where no, they're playing. No, they I'm don't like, too. They're, they're not. And they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're going to play music. Sure. If you want to come, come. If you well, don't, don't come. And, and I, think that's, I think that's their whole thing. You know, we're going to play. It doesn't matter. It doesn't you matter know? if you show up or not. And it, that has been, that in itself has been really inspiring to me and, and really get to know um, – you know, it's. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that if I do something, I'm gonna love it. Right. You know, I'm not gonna do something I hate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, too. That's another thing that South Carolina has. South Carolina has a lot of places for musicians to play. Well, and that that is true. You know, there's a lot of lot of it, just a lot of things. It's not just all bars. There's a lot of bars. But uh, you know, there's there's a lot of avenues and a lot of. Festivals, a lot of stuff that include local um, musicians. A ton of festivals, you farmers know, markets, farmers, all the farmers markets. markets got, sure. And you go to a farmers market, you're going to hear the best musicians yeah, you've you ever are. heard, and yep. you're like, dang, I just came for tomatoes. Yeah, but exactly. Crap, I, I just heard the best, sure. best guitar picker I've ever heard sure. in my life. Sure. I, here in town this past weekend, two guys played uh, gypsy jazz, which is Django Reinhardt stuff, which okay. is just, just I know totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> You don't hear that everywhere. No, you know? heck no. And they're really good at it. And they were up there at Farmer's Market. They're local musicians, and they play that. Okay, they're local musicians, and these two guys play with other musicians and play a whole different style of music, but they like to get together and do that yep. on the side. So that's like a totally different thing than they play with their bands and stuff, you know, which is really cool. You know, that's what always I've, I've admired about uh, Brandon was that oh. that dude can play any and genre. Brandon can play anything. And and I there ain't no way like I I I was like I need to pick one and learn it. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and but I'm sure you know Brandon's been playing for a long time. He has. So he has. Uh, you know he, uh, but um, uh, Brandon yeah. and and I tell you uh, Shane Pruitt's oh, always Shane. been a huge inspiration. I've been seeing. Shane played in, in Spartanburg since like the early 2000s. And I always figured, and, and I think it's only because he really didn't want to leave the area. I always figured that, that he would be a star by now. You he know? is a star. He right? is a star. Oh, I mean, he oh. is a star. Yeah, I, I, without a doubt, <laughs> he is. But I thought he would he would get. He doesn't want to be one, though. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I would think that he, I always thought he would be on a national level that, that that everybody in the world would know who he was, and he should be. He's that talented. He he, he is. is. But but 
there again, we're talking choices, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, uh, life on the road ain't for everybody. No, it's hard. Can you get some good stories out of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But are those stories going to kill you? Or are they going to be worth yeah. telling at the end? Or know? are you going to be around to tell them? Or, re, or be around to remember what they were? Yeah. That's another thing, too. There's like, you know, musicians get in trouble because a lot of times it's even worse when you're on the road, but it's, there's a lot of downtime, a lot of time waiting. A lot of, lot of time to think. Yeah, a lot of time to think, a lot of time, a lot of time too far away, and you sit up and you got time to kill, and it's like there's all kind of bad things you can do while you're waiting. That's right. You know? And, and, and you know, you're away from people you know. Yeah, you are. You know, you're yeah. away from your family. I mean, it's, e it's, easy. it's easy to mess up and get yourself in trouble. But, I, but that was, uh, you know, um, but but uh, the upstate has done a great job in saying, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, they have. Music. I agree, you they know, have. You're from you want to play music? Yeah. Hang out with us. Sure. <laughs> and and Greenville is such a, now Greenville is such a progressive city. I mean, Greenville it's is. changed a lot. Since yeah, I was, yeah. I was, you know, I was born there in 81, and uh, I've been there my whole life. So, uh, you know, when, when I was coming up, the downtown area, uh, you did not go to right, downtown Greenville exactly. when I was growing up. Yeah, and now it's one of the hottest downtown regions in the South. Yep. You know, it's uh, I mean, hopping. I mean, it is a place. You know, people move from from outside of South Carolina to live in Greenville. That's it. You know, the Greenville Spartanburg area is. Well, you see what the traffic is these days. Oh I mean, this it this is bad or worse than Charlotte. Yeah, you know, but it's been good for the music business. Oh, it's good for the music business. You know, and it, and it's a, I mean it's a great area to live in without a doubt. It's an amazing area. It's a great area. Uh, raise a family. Uh, um, Business seems to be good there these days. Yeah, uh, man. You know, jobs. Um, a lot yeah. of music. You know, they got uh, BMW and Michelin. Sure. A lot of big big names. And then and then there's a lot to do. A lot to do too. A lot of entertainment stuff. A lot of entertainment. And that was what man. That's what I wanted to get in on. You know. Yeah. Um, it's uh I've always just had a fascination with entertaining people. Well, that's and, a good place and, to be. And then what I learned too along the way was if you can get you a better if you can get you a uh another find somebody that else to do it with you. Yeah, it does make it, it easier. It, yeah. It can well, be and uh and yeah, it does. It makes it easier. It makes it easier <laughs> and it takes the pressure off of you. It's not I mean, the hardest job in the entertainment business to do is be a solo performer. Acoustic, Acu solo acoustic, acoustic solo performer is hard. It, and, and until you do it, you have no idea. Oh, you have no idea. And <laughs> and then you throw in your own stuff to do, and it's just a nightmare because you're laying your soul out there. You're laying your what you <laughs> work passion. hard on. Yes, you are, and you're laying that out there for rejection. That's it. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. That is really hard. And, and it's also, um, I think they do people a real disservice when they bring in one person to play for like three or four sets. It just, it's just, this a, very few individuals can do that and keep people entertained. Yeah. I mean, that's a really hard thing to do. Well, Freddie <laughs> taught me a secret to play really hard the first hour. And then you take a break. And then you get back to work, and then then you take another long break. True. true. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's what you kind of have to do. I mean, and then that way it gives them time to – yeah, he's right. I mean – So, I, uh, I tell you, um, 
Brady's taught me, you know, I'm, I've been blessed to, to, to get to do this with some veterans. And, and uh, Well, there's more to it than just getting up there and performing, that's for sure. Holy smokes, that's right, man. You know, and some people, some people are great, great singers or players, but can't can't keep people entertained. I mean, you know, that's yeah. We've had, we've, we've had you know, that conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's um, I know a lot of people have seen even people who I listen to their records and go, God, man, they're great. Then go see them, and it's like, well, he just stood there and sang. He wasn't he even really the record. That good. Yeah, I mean, he really wasn't that good. You know. Yeah. Then well, you see other people. That, I, man, I didn't think these guys were that good, and they just kill it live. You know. That and you know, um, I, I tell you, I think. I don't mean this in a negative way. I think I think I see, I go around and listen to a lot of local musicians yeah. and, and and trying to just support the right. scene and everything. And um, a lot of a lot of a lot of people just you know they just play song after song yeah. and 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 don't interact with the crowd. And I'm like, man, interact with the crowd well, just a little bit. All you gotta do is say, hey, you know, sure, uh, you know, let's 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 get some. Time to get a cold beer, sure. tip the bar, just yeah. anything like right. just talking to people, engaging them. Well, you know, a, it makes a huge difference. If I'm doing right. a songwriter type thing, generally all my songs come with the story, so I'm going to tell you a story about there the you song. Go. You know, yep. which which a lot of times people say, "Yeah, man, your song, your your stories are great, but your songs suck." <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and <laughs> no, they don't to, do that too much. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, they now. do. They do though. Come sometimes they do. So, man, you got great stories. You know, you should just you should tell a story. Be a storyteller and don't play music. Man. <laughs> so it's like, hey, and you know what? That's part of that's that's the, another element to entertaining people sure. is telling the story. Sure. So, and that's what I like to do. Um, and in all honesty, with with my blues music, everything I do is a cover song. Right. But it doesn't. You know, it's it's my style. I like to yeah. put my flair on. Right. But what you do is is you tell a story. To me, part of playing the blues is teaching people, educating, educating people. people about the blues. Because what happened to me is I, I was I started I was listening to Led Zeppelin yeah. and Rolling Stones, you know, I love all them. these great cover bands. Yeah, no. great. <laughs> yeah, really. But I didn't realize that they were playing sure. other people's music. Yeah, the, and the guys they were playing blues. Playing blues. Yeah, they were playing, yeah, know, they they were were. playing Muddy Waters. I agree. And, and, and uh, they sure. were playing. Uh, um, you know, they were playing Blind Willie McGill. Yeah, they were. They were. And yeah. so it's. Uh, I had no clue. I was like, you know, I just thought it was rock and roll. Right. But, uh, so, you know, so I've learned that these guys are really what. So it's it's our. I think a lot of it's our responsibility as musicians to to to, to keep that tradition alive. Yeah. And and I've really immersed myself into the blues, and and I I've really in the last five years I haven't listened to anything but blues. Oh. You know, I know I know there's a there's a there's a a lot. Most musicians I talk to, they they really like to try to stay versatile and open to other things. I'm like, yeah, you know, I get that. And but lately, I just I listen to the music I want to play. Well, and I think I think you do have to do that. I mean, yeah. These days, what I would tell you that that the band I'm in plays is is it's a broad spectrum, but you would call it Americana. Yep. So so Americana artists is what I listen to a lot. Yep. You know. Whereas I spent most of my life listening to blues yeah. or, or rock and roll that was based in the blues from the Rolling Stones to Led Zeppelin to, you know, to even the Beatles. You know, that's all of that stuff goes back to you know, that. And, and, you know, I like telling the crowd when I'm playing these songs, I like telling them, you know, whose song this is yeah. and where it came from. Sure. And, 
And, uh, you know, and then I say, you know, when we get done here tonight, go home and Google these sure. guys. Google. Like, go to Spotify and check them out. Sure. And, I uh, agree. You know, you might That's like good. It. I mean, and, and you're being an ambassador for the blues. Basically, it's what you're doing. I'm, and that's you know, a mission in itself. Me so much, I just want to give. I want to give give back to it. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of my take on it. That's a good that's a good mission. You know, it was uh, it was weird. I've I've always my whole entire life I considered myself an artist. All right. I like to write songs and I like to create pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. And then when I started playing the blues, you know, I was like, you know. If I'm covering songs, am I am I an artist now? You know, or did I take yeah. myself out of that? You know, so um, it, that's been kind of a. It's been I I just kind of consider it two different, two different things. And I, I think I, I, like it, to, I like to be. I really like to. I really want everybody to know old blues songs. Well, and, see, <laughs> and, and then there there you become you become. Um, I'm I'm going to air a David Holt if you know who David Holt yeah. is. I just did a David Holt interview and David did the very same thing for old-time music. You know, he made people aware of it, and that was part of his whole mission. You know, when he would play that stuff, and it would be songs that, that he had learned from people, but that was his way of being a educator or ambassador yeah. for for that genre of music, which is what you're doing. And and, and that's an artist. I mean, yeah, that, that know, is art. art. Art takes a lot of forms, and it's not true. always... Right. It's yeah, not I like always, that perspective. You know? I love... I, uh, you know who learned me old timey music was Dave Grissom. Oh, Dave! Now I don't listen to bluegrass. Right. I don't. I'm, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, you. Shelby, North Carolina, yeah. and Earl. I'm struggling. Yeah, lightning's but, uh, going. Uh, lightning's going to strike. Yeah, lightning but, might strike. Now, us. I don't say. Now, now I like it. I just, you know, right. I, don't, I just don't listen. You just don't. Yeah. But I uh, you. you know, I, I love David Grissom, and and but you know he did some old timey music, and I get it. So no, old timey music borderlines that. Sure, that I mean, I mean, Jerry Garcia did the same thing. Man, you the know? pizza tape is probably one of my favorite albums yeah, of all time. Old and in the way talks about the pizza tape. Right, I like the old old in and away too. So I mean, yeah, you know, man, uh, rock and roll goes bluegrass. So I mean, I, I think one of the things I've learned is if you dig around much, you can find something you like in just about any kind of music. It it's true. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I still. I still like rap music. Like I, I listened to hip hop as a kid, and it's just always listen. stuck with me. And I still, um, now I don't listen to it as much as I do. Right. And, and like, quite frankly, I'm getting older. Right. And you know, it's called hip hop, right? It's called yeah. It's because you know, you got to be hip. Yeah, your life changes. And I'm getting older. I'm not yeah, hip anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, make no bones about it. Sure. I mean, there's stuff that I listened to as a kid. I can't stand now. Man, I love punk music for a while, and it's like I was the biggest Nirvana you know, fan growing up, and I can't, I can't stand to hear Nirvana. Ramones, man, I can't. You know, it's like, oh god, man, that's so bad. Or Sex Pistols, that's like, ah, I can't even believe they got a contract, much less, you know. Oh man, but Sex but Pistols. but you know, and, and the Clash. Okay, I still yeah. like the Clash. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, it was just so catchy. Yeah, it was. I mean, but but I mean, you know, it's funny that that um. Yeah, it's funny about how how music runs through your life and and how it changes yeah. it, you know. But let me I'll, let me prefer let me say this. I'll tell you, I like a blues player though. Wait, wait, I like a blues player that also grew up listening to rap music, hip hop. Well, I mean, that's cool. So here's people people compliment my my rhythmic style right a lot, and it took me a, a little while to understand it. And I'm I'm convinced that you know I just I grew up listening to hip-hop as a kid i mean i was literally 15 years old before i started listening right to music with 
real instruments. Right. So, um, and you know, uh, most kids are, they're listening to music yeah. early. Right, so, they are. You know, I'm listening to stuff I shouldn't have been listening right. to exactly. when I was 10 years yeah, old. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Stuff you had to get adults to buy. True. They had to yeah, go yeah, ID true. just to buy an album. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Thanks to Nancy. Yeah. But, uh, um, so I, uh, um, uh, I think, I think just listening to, I've always been drawn to music with that's very rhythmic. Well, and that might come too from that uh, drumming background when it you does. used to do that, you know. It does, and and I picked up the drums because of, of rap music. Well, and it's also the most primal. I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, everything is. You rooted could start. In the beat. You could start doing it right then. Everything. All you need is, is it. Yep. All you need is is the drums. Exactly. Every everything. And if you break it down, okay, we'll go to Asheville now because this is my favorite Asheville theory, okay? I mean, I, I am one who believes that it all starts with a, with a drum pattern, a beat That's of it. some type, and you just build around it. So That's all my I buddies like. from Asheville think it's not just the beat. They think it's the vibration. They think, it's, they think vibration sits it all in motion, which makes sense. I mean, it is rhythmic in its... You know, music they'll, they'll is theoretically it. vibration. Exactly, and you know that's where they go. You know, even the trees are, you know, they get themselves in sync. So you know, we're, we've gone to Asheville on that, and it's a beautiful thing to think that. But there again, it's still the same as saying it's it's based in a beat. Everything has a beat. Heart it is a heartbeat. I mean, it's all a beat. That's it, man. And um, and what I learned with with playing the blues is, uh, um, you know, it's it's rhythmic. It is rhythmic, yes, without a doubt. It gets people going. Without a doubt. It gets people going, and um, it's it's rhythmic, not always, but for the most part, a lot of it's very rhythmic, and um, the storytelling is actually very simplistic, yeah. but it, it hits you. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, and It's usually, got a lot of meaning to it. Usually it's something that you've all, somebody's experienced before. You know, it's love, it's loss. It is love loss, and loss. Love, yeah. It's hard yeah. life. It is. It's uh, and and you know, and and hard life means different things to different people. Well, and it's, yeah, it's one of those relative things. Probably, yeah. probably um, uh, being we, being poor has a different a, a different vibe to them being rich for sure. Yeah, and and you know that was. Um, you know, and and something I've always been conscious about was, um, you know, it's one thing to listen to all the genres of music, but it's another thing to to be a player of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. So, and I know it sounds kind of weird, but I've always been kind of conscious of of you know, is is what I'm doing authentic? You know, I, I never want to be not authentic, even as even playing covers like right. it's a uh, you know, um, uh, I really, I really like to think that the way I do things is, is, is keeping things authentic. And I tell you, as a result, um, you know, I've never asked somebody if they like what I do. I've never said, "Hey, man, you like what I'm doing?" Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, you know. Well, I, I don't care. I think, well, I mean, I, no, <laughs> I no, no, no. But I, people, people, I think I've been doing my thing, and then people, as a result, people come to me. Uh, you know, yeah, well, I, good I, I think you just have to go do your thing and, and you do it for yourself and, and hope it's good enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and the ride, you know, it's been a short ride, uh, Sandy. I mean, 
I, I started performing in 2016 and it's 2022. You know, we're only talking six years. But, you, but see, I still see the fire in your eyes. We did a songwriter thing over here, and the, the little girl that was out here playing with Emma, she's young, you know, but there was four other songwriters on the thing, and we took a picture after it was over with. And one of the girls, a girl named Valerie Miller, she, she's a great songwriter, uh, uh, she used to play with Malcolm Holcomb. She's just uh, oh man, she's his bass, his upright bass player. No way. And um, so so but so she we took a picture and then you know I sent it to everybody and she she sends back and she says that was a lot of fun but look at all of us older people and you can see the the road weariness in our eyes and look at her you know she's still got the belief the, the you know the, she's got the whole world in front of her and i looked at all of us and i was thinking she's right you know we've done this forever and and you can tell that you know it's taken a, a bit of a toll it takes you do it a long time it takes it to, does take so a it, it is great to and see you can't people let still. the young people know that no. <laughs> well, you can, they won't believe you anyway. That's right. I yeah. mean, yeah. They, they're, they're I, into the spirit at that I point. I can't. I can't get. It. You know, it's like uh, I can't wait for that to happen to me. I'm. I, but you know, right now I'm here, so I don't know. You gonna do me another song? Man, you know, I tell you what. Um, you know, man, I've really been, I've really been submersed uh, in, in the blues here, um, but uh, you kind of. You got me thinking about my, you got me thinking about songs I wrote and, yeah. uh, and I haven't, I literally have not played an original song in five years. Well, it's okay. You don't have to, man. You just do some blue stuff. But you know? I I mean, that's what you're doing. That's what we're promoting. That's right. That's, that's right. what you're doing right now. We'll stick to that. You and I were talking about, uh, um, Sonny Terry, yeah. Brownie McGee, um, my uh, my harmonica player, uh, my, my Justin with the Carolina Beggars, he turned me on to uh, to Sonny Terry Brown McGee. Yeah, that's great stuff. And uh, you know, before that, I actually hadn't hadn't heard them um, that I knew of, but really, I have heard them. I just didn't. Know yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the way it is a lot of times, you know. And um, you know, it's. Uh, Sonny Terry Brown and McGee, uh, I really like. I really like their style. They they tell a story. Um, the music's just great. Um, and 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 you know, uh, you know. Nowadays, I do. Man, I really. I love the blues, and 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 uh, I'm a blues player now. I hear you. That's I'm what a bluesman. I got. Uh, I got. You know, I'm playing with Freddie Vanderford now. Um, and and I've. I'm I'm very humbled about that. I, I, every time we play, I, you you could just see me looking at it. And I'm like I'm just, I'm really doing it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's cool. And um, you know, and then you know, uh, people will say, "Look, you worked your ass off. You deserve it." I you agree. Know? You, you know, do. quit being sure. quit acting like uh, you know. You so didn't. It, uh, but it's uh, it's man, it's been an amazing ride, and um, uh. Uh, uh, and, and me and Freddie, we got some shows coming up. Um, uh, this is a song. Let me do one. Yeah, go Let me on. play one. Yeah, this is called uh, Living with the Blues. Okay. And, uh, man, I've never played this without a harmonica player. Oh. You should have brought your harmonica. I should have. Usually I have so, one. You know, Sonny Terry Brownie McGee, uh, 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 guitar and harmonica. Sure. This is, uh, this is one called Living with the Blues. And, and you know, uh, 
I tell you another thing I like about the blues, Sandy, is that the guys never played the same song the same way. No, no, they don't. You know, especially even Lightning. Yeah. He's I, got recordings of the same sure. title, but the, the music was different, or the and words the, were and different. And that's the beautiful thing, too, um, about, well, the blues, but a beautiful thing about music. And just because you recorded it that way doesn't mean it has to stay that way. That's right. So uh, there's different versions of this one, and this is kind of my take on, on the one I do, and it's called Living With The Blue. Okay. From my childhood to where I am now, I ain't got to worry. I get by somehow my mama had a daddy too I was born with a blue I tell you something this ain't no joke I trade my past life for my wedding gold my mama had on daddy too I was born with a blue I use my guitar for my pillow Hollow log in my bed Blues My only companion I had to sing the blues For my beaten bread Oh don't you know I had to roam Oh look at me folk I come from a broken home My mama had on Daddy too I was born Down. Uh, you know how it feels Just like an engine low No driving wheel, I'm not ashamed That ain't news I've been living with the blues Great, man. Little, that's really great. Uh, just a little snippet there, but um, you know that's uh too. We were joking along. I don't know if we were talking yet or not about the blues being three chords, but you just put that theory. You just shot that in the <laughs> butt, man. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. There's so many. There's so many different, different. Uh, that's some mighty fine sounding guitar there. That's what I love about the blues is is that um, it can go in a lot of different directions, you know, and uh, um, you know, uh, I know. Um, I know we're we might be running long on this deal here. I'm not sure, but uh, we're about right. But I tell you, uh, um, I tell you one uh, one thing, uh, Sandy. I got uh, one thing I want to I want to mention is I got an album coming out. Oh really? Yeah. So, you need uh, to yeah, we need to talk about that. So um, man, um, uh, about uh, earlier in the year this year. Uh, I did, well, actually it was December last year, I did a podcast in Statesville, North Carolina yeah. with a musician uh, named Matt Walsh. Oh, yeah, I know Matt. So uh, I'm convinced every, every musician in North Carolina knows Matt. Matt well, He's been doing a, it for a long Matt's time. Matt's a blues man, too. He is a blues man. And, uh, you know, um, he reached out to me like you did, yeah. and he said, hey, man, I'm doing a podcast. I, I like what you got going on down there in South Carolina. 
you want to come up here and do it? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I drove up there. This was right before Christmas last year, and we did the thing, and, man, me and Matt hit it off. Yeah, he, Matt's a good guy. He is a He's a fantastic guy, man, and uh, um, amazing player. Yeah, I want to get him to come down and do the podcast. You need to get him to come down here and do this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk no. to him. Yeah, talk I'll to him. I'll talk to him. Yeah. So um, he knew, you know, I told him while we were there doing the podcast, you know, he, you know, kind of like um, on every podcast with a musician, they're like, well, what's next? Yeah. You know, and I said, well, man, I was like, I really want to record an album. Like, I've been doing this five or six years now. And I'm ready. Yeah. I need to record. Like, right. I finally, like, I, I'm ready now. Right. And he was like, well, that's cool, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, you definitely need to do that. And that, that was kind of it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, um, months later, uh, after the New Year's, probably February, um, he reaches out and he said, look, man, uh, we got, he's like, I got a guy in town with a studio. And um, he's like, you know, we could, we could put this together. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, don't tease me, dude. Because, right. like, I want to do this. Yeah. And, um, but I didn't, even, I didn't even know where to start. Right. You know? Like, I mean, uh, again, I, really before I consider myself a musician, I really, like, I really just kind of call myself an entertainer. Right. And, and I really hate even calling myself a musician sometimes. But uh, um, uh, uh, Matt was like, dude, you, you know, this is your time, like right. he's like, and 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 I've learned, you know, getting to know Matt. He he's got a good uh, eye and ear for what's going on. Yeah, he does. And uh, you got to be careful because he'll call you out too. <laughs> but hey, that's what you you know, that's True. what you love about. It. That's yeah. why you like people. True, you know, it you is. like people who keep it. Well, I mean, real. I mean, yeah, and you have to do that, you know. Yeah, you, know, you do. Sometimes you got to let people it know. Hurts. Hey. It hurts sometimes, and it hurts to say it sometimes. Hey, you know? Matt told me he was like, you know, he's like, you, you know, you Gary, you still got a lot of practice in the day, yeah. you know. Right. And I'm like, you're damn right, I do. And uh, I was like, and thanks for telling me. Yeah, you know, I, mean, you know? I mean, sometimes like, yeah. you got to, you got to. He's like. You know, you're good, but you could be way better. Yeah, well, I mean. And that, sometimes that's what you need from a new, true, another musician. True, it is. Because your friends and family are going to say you're the greatest oh, thing that's ever happened. Oh, they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are. Oh, so, you know how that goes. So, uh, so Matt reached out, and, um, man, it just it snowballed really quick from February, end of February, and at the end of April, we're in the studio doing this. and uh, In Statesville? In Statesville. <clears throat> yeah. And I got to tell you, um, so uh, – um, what we uh, uh, so I'm on the way. We're doing it on a Sunday, right? That's mm -hmm. that's the time to do studios on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, it's a good time. And uh, so I'm I'm leaving Greenville and I'm heading up here. Uh, my tire blows out. So you know this stuff gets set up months well, in advance. Does, yeah, yeah. You get this. You rent the studio. Sure. You know, it's it's. Yeah, hey, I, I need this studio for eight hours. Sure. So. Um, we get it all worked out, so I'm on the way, and my tire blows out. And me being the slack ass I am, I didn't have a spare. Oh, Lord. Because it already blew out on me before, and I've got the spare on there now. <laughs> so I was like, freaking A. Um, <coughs> my wife went through an amazing amount of obstacles to get a tire to me on the side of I-85. Wow. From the time my tire blew out, in two hours' time, I was back on the road. Wow. That's pretty good from Greenville. 
And, you know, I, I think she would rather me just, you know, called it right yeah. then. It's like, you know, it's not happening. But I'm the kind of guy, like, once I get things, if it, we're doing this. Right. Like, uh, you know, um, it's just who I am. Once we get going, there ain't no backing out. Right. We're doing this. We're, we're invested. We're doing it. Right. So I get there two hours late. Now I got six hours. Right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Me and Matt get this thing knocked out in six hours. That's great. I've never been in a studio in my life. The whole thing? The whole damn thing. Really? In six hours. I've never been in a studio in my life. That's great. But I'm just like, you know what? What the, What else could go wrong? <laughs> like, <coughs> I don't blow, blow the tire and, and uh, got, got my wife bringing me tired and family coming to help me try to get to where I need to be. And, and man, my, my mom, dad, and my wife all came to my rescue to make sure. That's great, Because man. this is... This is the dream, you know. This was the dream, sure. and 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 I've been I've been very blessed to have such a supportive uh, wife and, and my kids too, man. To help help see their old man. Uh, it takes support, you know. It especially at this level that I'm at oh, with, yeah, with a wife and well, kids and and just playing locally. You know? Well, I mean, I think it takes support at any level. That's no, true. I mean, no doubt. There's there's you know, you know, I I I could sit here and do a whole podcast of stories of. Um, well, you know, so I, my wife asked me to quit the band, and I quit. And then I come in one day, and she says, you've been cheating on me. And I said, what? And she says, yeah, you've been going off and rehearsing with another band and been going off and playing jobs, telling me you were working late and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, and then they say, you know, say, you got to choose one or the other. And the guy says, well, baby, I love you, and I'm sure going to miss you. <laughs> I tell you what, I've talked to more guitar players that have left their wives yeah. to play guitar than not. Sure, I mean, it's a common thing. I know? ain't going there, big dog. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. That's I don't love nothing too. in this world more than I love there my There you go, wife. man. That's the right answer. I'm proud of you. That's the right answer. Um, uh, because I have this other theory, too, while we're at that. People who are married to musicians, male or female, and sound men both get into heaven for free. <laughs> There's a meme going around Facebook that says, uh, have you been involved in a relationship with a musician? You may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> you need to dial all nines and get George Sink on the phone. Exactly. I mean, I, I think that's the case. You know, I always, I always, I have a ton of respect for people who live with musicians. So, so me and me and Matt knocked this album out. Just you and Matt? Did you do it? Just the two of us? Just me and Matt. Really? Did the album. I don't want to. Uh, I wanted, I wanted, uh, I wanted Freddie to come with me, but the timing just didn't work right. out. Yeah. It was, you know, three hours away. Sure. Yeah, I understand. And uh, you know, that's a no pay. You know, yeah, I, I, I couldn't pay him to do it. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm, I got all my money wrapped up in the studio. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Like, that's a lot to ask for somebody sure. to do something for free. Yeah. So, um, you know, me and Matt did. Me and Matt cut this whole album, uh, eight songs. Uh -huh. We did eight songs. Yeah. In in six hours, uh, with uh, Luke Burnett. Uh, it's his studio. I can't remember the name of it now. I feel terrible. Uh, Neon Puzzle Studios. Okay. God, I hope that's right. Because <laughs> Luke was Luke. Luke and Matt were both, man, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better experience because, uh, again, it was my first time in right. the studio, and we got it knocked out, and, uh, you know, I thought that I thought that, that was going to be the hardest part of the project was recording the album. Yeah. 
Well, I've since found out the hardest part of the, this whole album is making an album cover. Well, yeah, that's hard, too. I mean, I agree. That is... That part's hard, too. And and it was really, you know, I was just going to throw it out there, right? Hey, I, I made an album. Check it out. Right. And Matt really encouraged me. He goes, you know, this is your dream to, you know, he's like, you know, do it do it like the big guys. Sure. Do it yeah. like the big dolls sure. and make it make it the big dream come sure. true, you know? And I was like, you know, you're right. In fact, Matt even, he was like, man, you need to do a music video. We need to do a single. Did you do it? No, man. I was like, dang, it's Money, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is money. It's all money. Yeah, it is money, without so, a doubt. It's, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, it's still not out of the, the realm of possibility, but I, I really want to get this thing released. Yeah. And right. uh, we finally got some album picks about two weeks ago. So everything's rolling in motion now. I'm getting everything set up. Uh, Going to get some CDs made, hard copies, right? And you know, get on all the streaming platforms. Right. And I'm really excited. And it's, when is this going to happen? So August the 30th. Oh, really? Well, end of the month. I, you know, I'm the kind of guy that I better set a damn deadline or yeah, never going to happen. Done. Yeah. So right. I've decided to make it August the 30th to help me try to get this done. Let me look at August the 30th. And that's a Tuesday. Such so a remember day. when when we were growing up? And I know I know we're we're a little different in age, but remember when we were growing up? And we had to go to the music store to get albums. Mm -hmm. We went on Tuesdays. Yeah, we did. They came out on Tuesdays. Yep. That's when the new releases It came is. Out. It is. And I said, you know what? Hey, if I'm doing it, I'm going to do it that's right. Old school, said, and that's old school way, too, because now it's Friday, so I like that. Is it? I didn't even now. know that. <laughs> it's Friday's now, so that's cool. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I don't know new stuff comes out until somebody tells me. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday's now, but I, I love the old school part oh, of that. Man, I'm, uh, you know, I, I just wish Manifest Discs and Tapes and Kramer yeah, was still open. Still open. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, well, I take I mean, some, I take some hard copies down there and just sit on the curb. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing like going in a record store and seeing your. Of course, we still stuff. got Horizon Records. True, you in do. Greenville, uh, Jeans you got got an amazing place over there. And uh, you know, you know, at least at least you're at a stage. Um, I have these buddies not where that, I knew where I know about record stores. Oh well, yeah, no. you are. But this is funny. I have these buddies. They play in a band called Acoustic Syndicate. They're just. Fabulous band. They got a new record out. But. Oh, y'all buddies? Yeah, we buddies. Come on, man. It's so, one of my favorite bands. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, those guys are great guys. Yeah, so. Oh, they're awesome. They're jam so, They're kind of like that jam Oh, band. they are, man. They're. I mean, they're off, awesome. And they have a new, they just released a new record, I think too. I saw, I saw, I, I, I saw them live in 99 or 2000 oh. with String Cheese, oh, Leftover yeah, Salmon. And all. man. And they were like, they were like the opening, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But man, they played a they played one song for like an hour and a half. Oh yeah, the same man. song. <laughs> like, man, fabulous guy. Wow. Well, Steve, one of the guys in the band, is working at the DOT. So this guy, one of the guys, comes to him one day and says, "Hey, man, look what I found on the side of the road when we was cleaning up." And it, and it was CD. an acoustic syndicate CD. He <laughs> said they must have not liked it, man. They just threw it out the window, you know. Well, this is funny. I was in a band and I and I was on eBay looking for something else, and somebody says, hey, man, I've seen one of y'all's records, and they want $60 for it. And I said, $60? And I went on there, sure enough, they did. They wanted $60 for it. And I was thinking, man, at the time we did that, you could have probably bought the whole batch for $60, you know? Right? <laughs> so, so. Hey, I can't, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even expecting to, to sell my copies. I mean, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm getting them made just to hand them out. out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, nah, but I, I just, uh, um, 
Yeah. I'm really proud of it. And You'll get Spotify money now, too. You there you get, go. Get one Yeah, royalty checks like I do, 7 cents, 14 cents. I'm thinking, how can y'all even send this out, you know? Yeah, cost it you cost more. more money. Yeah, it's going to cost you a stamp like from, from me to uh, get my 17-cent royalty check. Something <laughs> just don't add up. Something no. Add up yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, the album coming out um, – uh, you know, all your listeners can check me out at Carolina Slim. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Carolina Slim. I actually got a website, carolinaslimblues.com. You know, uh, not everybody's on social media. No, they're not. Even but, even the young people. But but you have to be on it if you you have to play that game if you want anybody to hear your stuff. You do. I mean, I mean, people. That's say, where the mass is. It that's is That's still where the mass. Is. It is, and people say, you know, man, you don't get no money from Spotify. Well, guess what? If you're not on Spotify, nobody's hearing your music. That's you know, key. I mean, that's I mean, key. You want people to hear it? Hey, it's just um. It's part of it. It's part know? of it. And and is it. Is it, is it right? You know, no, we no. no. I mean, Heck we can no. sit here and say without a doubt it's not right. But the the, the truth is, and and I've talked to musicians that have been doing it, like Freddie has been doing it for years. Is you know, at the end of the day, the musician is always tied to who's gonna True. to the distributor or True. to the label or yeah. to the to yeah. the platform. You know, yeah. at the end of the, you know, and even uh, uh, you know the venues we play around town. Sure, like, I mean. We're nobody without a place to play. I agree. So it's like, you know, I've seen some musicians bashing venues, and I'm like, you know, bash them all you want. But I was like, you know, none of us would have gigs without venues. I mean, and, you know, the price of the price to play or to get a band or get an individual is the same as it was when I was a kid. I mean, it's never really changed. I know. There's, There's only two levels. The big time and the no time. I mean, and you know, and and I've talked to recently talked to a bar, uh, a brewery owner about this, and and you know what, the guy, the guy actually showed me his bookkeeping records. Right. He, just, you know, he pull that stuff sure. up on a phone nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, QuickBooks. Sure. And he's like, look, he's like, look, man, he's like, you tell me. Yeah. He's exactly. like, look what I just made tonight. Yeah. Like, what do you think I could pay people? Exactly. And, you know, there's just, you know, so, you know, I know the musicians a lot are hollering about, you know, want to get sure. paid more. But at the same time, you know, these bars, it costs money to run a bar. Well, and I, I have always been of the opinion, everybody wants to hear the, the fiddler, but nobody wants to pay him. So, I mean, you know, and that's, that's the bad thing. Yeah, at least it's not bluegrass. Then you have to play for a hot dog and exposure. You know, my, my thing is if you – if you're not playing music because you love it, then you just don't need it. Well, and and there's you, there's no other way, there's no other reason to play it. Yeah. You know, because even if you make it, even if you're at the big time, you know it's a traveling second, third shift job. I mean. And, and, you know. And the bottom line, truthfully, when you cut through all of the stuff that you have to pay when you're big, you know, Guess what? It still ain't making no Still money. ain't making as much as what you think. And it's like the old record deals, just like you said just now about the video and all. Okay, so I've signed a, a big record contract. Well, they're going to shoot a video, but that's coming out of the money that they gave. You know, that they're taking all that off of before I ever get a penny. They might give me an advance of this much, but before I ever see another penny, they're going to take the videos out. They're going to take all that stuff out. And, at the, and when it's all said and over, it's not as big as what you thought it was. Every time. You know? And uh, um, so, yeah. But uh, um, 
I'm really excited about it coming out. And then uh, me and Freddie, uh, me and Freddie Vanderford got some. We got some gigs lining up. We're gonna play with uh, Shane Pruitt and Joe Powers and Jason Pruitt with Hurt and Skip. Yeah, that's coming cool. up this month. And uh, we got a festival out in Traveler's Rest. We're gonna play. Yeah. Um, actually, as long as I've been doing this, I hadn't even played in Traveler's Rest. Really? <laughs> I was born and raised there, and but I've been in Simpsonville, which is basically the other side of the county. They two True. separate sides of the county, and um, um, I just made it over there and uh so we're looking forward to that gonna be playing a festival out there um on the uh on the 20th 20th in tr and and uh august the 26th at tribbles with hurt and skip really looking forward to that and um, um i was talking with freddie about it telling him about the gig and he said you know he hadn't even hadn't uh you know him and shane been playing right. all and on oh, together yeah. they played together for many years yeah Millbilly Ford, probably sure, my man. favorite. I mean, that's United good stuff, yeah. And, and Brandon and and Shane and man, I mean, that's I love that. I mean, that's like I just stuff, listen man. to it over and over and over. I've listened and I just to it never too. get enough of it. And uh, these all all these guys have just been a huge inspiration. And and I'll tell everybody that they're they're the ones that that made me realize that I could do this. Yeah, that's you know? good, man. I mean, and um, so. Uh, Freddie said he hadn't really seen Shane in 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 a, in a while, and uh, certainly since he since he started the Hurt and Skip right. band. So, uh, um, you know, we're looking forward to that. Well, that would be a good combination. A, doing man. a show with them. So yeah. yeah, we're um we'll be we'll be a little bit more uh, more acoustic right. and then opening the show. And then uh, man, if uh, if 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 anybody's never heard Hurt Skip live, it's one thing. Their albums are fantastic. I got them on repeat, but man, it's a whole nother experience to see them live. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, it is just, uh, it's very, um, the music, it just really soaks you in and uh, it's, uh, you forget where you're at. You're, yeah. You think you're in the best place to be. <laughs> well, I mean, that's going to be, that's a good show. Y'all, that's going to be a good that's, show. That would be, that's a good combination. That's the blues. That's the South Carolina blues as good as it gets right really, there. I am. I'm just really excited about it. So, well, got that coming up. What else we need to know? That's it, man. Really just, uh, really just mainly the biggest thing I'm excited about is, is releasing this album called uh, All Around Man. That's what I was getting ready to ask All Around Man, uh, written by Bo Carter. I don't, uh, Mississippi Sheiks, they are some of the yeah, first, cool. you know, first known blues players. They were uh, family, and, and uh, Bo Carter, uh, I would definitely encourage people to go check out Bo Carter. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of uh, uh, vulgar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did yeah. a lot of uh, racy stuff. Well, a lot of the stuff was anyway. I it, mean, was, it was dirty stuff, yeah, man. And, and, you know, I love the dirty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still and me and Freddie, we got a whole we got a whole set now. Set now of that dirty stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's great. And it's you know, people love it. You know, uh, when you start playing it, oh, yeah, people start perking up. They're like, sure wait, they what did he just say? Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody gets quiet. But it's uh, it's fun. Yeah, and that's it what fun. it's all about. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big Bo Carter fan. And uh, He's got this song called All Around Man, and I've been listening to it forever, and I love it. And I finally uh, came up with my own little version that I just love. And the people 
the the people love it. They they seem to really like it, and that's kind of the lead track off of the album. Well, that's a good name for an album too. It is. Way. It is. It's the All Around Man. That's great. Uh, it's uh, August the thirtieth. That's coming out. Spotify, iTunes, get hard copies. CarolinaSlimBlues.com. There you go. We got you covered. I appreciate you coming down. Thanks for having me, Sandy. It's been a pleasure. Me too, Gary. Thanks.